Anybody love Jesus here today? He's an awesome God. He's got amazing things for us. All we got to do is stay near him. Just nudge your neighbor and say, stay near him. Stay near him. Amen. Reaching the end of a job interview, the human resources officer asked the young man fresh out of college, and what starting salary are you looking for? The young man said, well, in the region of 125000 a year, depending on the benefits package. The interviewer inquired, well, what would you say to a package of five weeks vacation, 14 paid holidays, full medical and dental, company matching retirement fund to 50% of your salary, and a company car leased every two years, say, a red Corvette? The eager young man sat up straight and said, wow, are you kidding? The interviewer said, yeah, but you started it. <laughs> but talking about God's faithfulness, he's not kidding. He's serious. He's an awesome, almighty God. Today is September 11th, and we remember 15 years ago, and yet we've seen the faithfulness of God throughout these years. Um, went to pick up Landon and Alley at the airport yesterday and got ran off by the cops every time I stopped. And I, I said to Christy and, and to the people in my car, there's nobody else there except Anchor, um, said, thank you, terrorists. Our life is miserable now because of you. But then God just, you know, gave me a check in my spirit and said, these are the last days. What do you expect? Um, and if you've been reading in the Life Journal, you've been reading through Revelation with us and what is to come. And I can say to all of us, let's get our hearts ready. Let's stay in a ready zone because God has huge things for us as his children. We just got to be ready for it. Got to be totally sold out, not looking to the things of this earth, not looking around us, wondering what's going on, looking to him, say, God, I know you're still on the throne. And I know you know what's going on, and so I trust you. That's right. Amen. 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 So we're in a, a trust mode right now, and I just praise God for all that he's doing. Some things we can see, other things we can't see. But I learned a long time ago, even though I can't see what God's doing, I still know he's doing something. Even though I can't see that he's still on the throne, I still know he's on the throne. Uh, what I see doesn't change what I know. You ever been in those situations? You can see something, you're like, what in the world is going on here? But you got to know God's working behind the scenes. He's doing what only he can do. And so we trust him. We put our trust in him. And more times than I can even imagine, I've looked back and said, oh, I get it now. 
oh, I see what you were doing. I didn't get it in the moment. In the moment, I was a little frustrated. In the moment, I was feeling some stuff and not quite understanding what in the world is going on here. But I've learned to trust him in the midst of it all. And you can too. And uh, I pray that you will be drawn into that, that trust relationship with God Almighty. Uh, today I want to talk about being back to. Back to school, back to work, back to schedules, back to normality, whatever that is. <laughs> back to life, right? Uh, for many of us, September is the month when things change, go back to normal, whatever normal is. And, uh, you know, kids and grandkids are going back to school. Summer vacations are over. We settle into kind of a new routine until summer comes around again next year. And uh, when we set up this new routine, it, it's not just about schedules. It's about setting up some new habits in our life that will benefit us, new habits that will enrich us, new habits that will take us to a whole new level. And I'm praying that for all of us today. So before you settle into your new routine, commit your mind and your heart to put God first. Somebody say, put God first. And, and then develop the habit of getting into his word, not only just to read it and learn from it, or study it, know it, but to live by it. That's, that's why we have the life journal. It, it takes us through the word of God and will we'll provide you some, some uh, ability to just quickly get into God's word and, and let him speak to you. Let him do in you what only his word can do because his word is like seed planted in soil. And when it's planted, it has the ability to, to sprout and grow and produce a harvest. If we don't plant the seed, you got no harvest, right? I mean, you can have seed in your packet all day long, but if you ain't taking it out and putting it in the ground, oh, you're missing out. So get, get that seed, the seed of the word of God. Let it be grafted in you so that it can produce the fruit that God wants to do in you. I talked about this a few weeks ago about the word of God being a big rock. It's like you got this jar and if you don't put the big rocks in first, everything else is going to fill it up and you'll never get them in. And this, the word of God, getting inside of you, reading it, devouring it, letting it become a part and parcel of who you are. It's a big rock. And you got to get it in you so it can do its work through you. Here's another big rock. Pray first. Somebody say pray first. Look at your neighbor and tell him pray first. Don't pray second. Pray first. Pray first. At, pray first at the beginning of every day. Before you make decisions, in every situation, pray before you act. Prayer needs to be our knee-jerk reaction. Amen? Amen? Our first response. Not, not second, third, fourth down the line. So many times we act first and then we want God to bail us out of our situation. Prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. 
That was good. Let's say it again. Prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. Come on. We can make prayer become such a part of our everyday lives that it is our go-to response. It's a new routine, a new habit, something we have formed that will bring such amazing benefits to our lives. Pray before the day begins. Pray before you go to bed. Pray before you go to work or school. Before you make that decision or speak what's on your mind. Pray first. Pray before you send that text. Just quick show of hands. Anybody ever send a text and then you're like, oh man, why did I do that? <laughs> you should have prayed first, right? And then you know, don't do that. Say it differently. Do something else. Pray before you send that email or post on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Instagram, whatever your little deal is. Everybody's got their little deal. And pray first. Uh, pray first can be exactly what we need. Pray before you, you make that call, before you eat, before you drive or travel. Pray when bad things happen. Pray before bad things happen. Pray when good things happen. Pray in every situation. Pray first. Say it again. Pray first. Say it loud. Pray first. I believe this needs to become our mantra because prayer changes everything and it links us up to the master of the universe, the God who created everything, the God who knows us better than we know ourselves, the God who wired us the way we're wired and he knows exactly how to make you function best. He knows exactly how to guide you through this maze of life. And it is a maze, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there, there are moments where you wonder, what's my next step? Which way do I go? How do I, how do I deal with this? Pray first. Prayer builds that strong relationship with God Almighty. Prayer is our communication link to God. His word is his communication to us. And our prayer to him is that, that strong link of communication. And if you've ever been married, you know, number one issue, communication. If you've ever had any kind of a relationship, you know, Number one issue, communication. It seems so simple. And, and when I counsel young people who are getting ready to get married, how's your communication? Oh, it's fabulous. We talk all the time. It's, it's amazing. And then a few weeks later, it's like, what happened? What happened? And it's communication that keeps everything running smoothly. And it's communication with God that makes that relationship amazing. I don't have to pray. I get to pray. 
I don't have to talk to God, but I get to talk to the God of the universe, the one who spoke the world into existence. I get to have a relationship with him. And so do you. Every one of us can be on that level of talking to God every single day. Sheila Walsh, she says, I set an alarm on my phone to get up. I actually set two. The first is when it would be good to get up. And the second is when I jolly well better get up. <laughs> she said, I'm, not, I'm just not a morning person, so I like to ease into a day slowly. I used to crawl out of bed, check that our son was up and in the shower, turn on the television to the morning news, and make myself a cup of coffee. And she said, it's not a bad way to start the day, but I've found a much better way. I realized that if the first thing I pay attention to is what's happening in our world, those images and words impact my view for the rest of the day. But if the Word of God is the first thing I give my heart and mind to, I see everything as under the control of my all-good, all-powerful, and all-loving Heavenly Father. She says, it's hardly surprising that this new start to my day has had a huge impact on my life. First things first. Communication with Father God. Reading his word and talking to him. And just laying it all out there. Even, even Jesus put, had this habit of praying first. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. Check it out. Very early in the morning. While it was still dark, anybody ever get up while it's still dark? I don't like it, but I do. Why can't we sleep? Anybody else out here having trouble sleeping? Okay, it's not just me, it's just okay. So what do you do? You pray first. You talk to God. What I love about my my, uh, smartphone, and most of the time it's smart, but what I do love about it is the Bible app that I have on there. And it, when it's dark in the room, I can just flip it on and I can read the Bible. Love that. Okay? I don't have to get up, turn the lights on, go find a... I can, I can do that in my bed. Yeah. So I go to the power place that says Life Journal on it. And I get the list of reading. I can read that. And I've got other plans that I'm reading on my phone. And so I can spend an hour just with the word, not bothering her. (laughs) Turn the brightness down, right? You know what I'm talking about. Jesus, very early in the morning while it was still dark, he got up, left the house. Sometimes you got to do that. Went off to a solitary place where he prayed. He left everyone else, got in his own world with his heavenly father. And sometimes you just need to get alone with God. And you'll hear us say that a lot around here. Just get alone with God. Even if you're here with everybody else, you can get alone with God, right? You can just kind of tune everybody else out and get alone with God. And, And that's what he did. He went off to a solitary place where he prayed And I'm just thinking to myself, if Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, needed to pray, who do I think I am to think I can do this life on my own? 
that I've got all the smarts, all the intelligence, all the schooling that I need. Yeah, right. I need to know that I've got this relationship in good standing. I need to know that I'm walking hand in hand with Father God. I need to know that he's guiding me by his Holy Spirit, saying, this is the way, walk in it. That, that little nudge, that quiet voice, that still small voice that says, hey, talk to them. Minister to that person. Here's what I want you to do next. Here's your next step. And so even Jesus did that, and, and, and he calls us, I believe, to do exactly the same. And we, can, we can learn a lot from the man after God's own heart, David, the psalmist. And he says in Psalm 5.3, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. I'm not just talking to the air here. I've got a relationship with God Almighty, the Creator, and I lay my requests before you, and I just wait expectantly. When's it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is this a yes, God? Is this a no? Is this a wait? Is this a maybe? Because you got all those kinds of answers coming your way at times. And yet you learn because you're in relationship with the one who loves you more than you can even love yourself. He loves you. He knows you. And he wants to guide and direct you. So David said, in the morning, Lord, you're going to hear my voice. Morning, Lord. Anybody else ever say that? I know it's a song. Don't sing it. You get it stuck in my head. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and I wait expectantly. Psalm 143, David says in verse 8, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. For I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. The New Living Translation says it this way, Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. How does that happen? Well, my love may falter, but his love never does. And I know that because of his word. I hear through his word of his unfailing love for me every morning. As I read his word, I'm, I'm like, ah, he loves me. He's not mad at me. Isn't that good news? God's not mad at you. He's in a good mood. He wants the best for you. He's got huge plans for your life. He's got great plans for your family. Amen. David goes on and says, For I have placed my trust in you. I have deliberately chosen to trust you. I have placed my trust in you. You know what you trust this morning? You're trusting that chair you're sitting in. You placed your whole weight there. You didn't think about it. Did you? Maybe some of you thought, you're like, broken a few of these in my day, <laughs> right? That, we used to have, when we traveled, we had this, these camper chairs, right? Fold up things, and I'd, once in a while I'd be sitting in it and holding one of my kids, and all of a sudden, boom, <laughs> the bottom drops out, right? You're like, oh, man, again? Uh, 
And then you read the weight limit label, you know, it's like, ooh, went over that just slightly. We had the ladies over at our, our house. Yeah, we had some of those footstools that had been out in the weather a little bit too long. And uh, somebody, no names will be mentioned this morning, but somebody sat on one and just went right through. It was like, whoa. Uh, and it wasn't a weight issue, I can tell you that. It, it was a rotten chair issue. But sometimes we put our trust in things that really aren't that trustworthy. But David said, I, I choose to put my trust in you. I place my trust in you. Mm. And it's something we can do. Then he goes on and he says, show me the way that I should go. Show, show me what way I need to go today. For to you I entrust my life. I decide, I make a conscious choice. My life is yours, Lord, and I trust you with everything. Sheila Walsh says every morning I pray these simple words. Good morning, Lord. I don't know where you're going today, but wherever you're going, I'm coming with you. Yeah. I uh, kind of heard that uh, Christy took some ladies to, to hear Marie Armenia up in Dillsburg. Marie is the daughter of Molly Bruno, who the movie War Room was filmed about. Uh, Molly Bruno was just a little Italian lady that absolutely rocked people's world because she loved God. And she'd get up every morning and say, fill me with your word, Lord. And she'd read the word of God, and then she'd say, okay, God, who do you want me to go talk to? Bring people across my path. And every day, all day long, grocery store, restaurant, everywhere she went, she was just, okay, Lord, I don't know where we're going, but I'm following you. Wherever we're going, oh, yep, yep, there's somebody. And, and so many people are in the kingdom of God today because that woman filled herself with the word of God and prayer. And then just was willing to be used. God, I'm going to work today, but there may be somebody there that needs a good word. We get enough bad words, Right? Somebody may need a good word from above. So just use me. Fill my mouth with your... I will open my mouth and let you fill it, Lord. And he wants to do that. Lamentations 3. This is part of our, our reading this week. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. Never ends. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Hallelujah. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. Every morning is new. You, you got new mercies every morning. New things, new love, new compassion, new faithfulness every morning. The NIV says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. 
I lift my eyes, I won't forget how great your faithfulness, great is your faithfulness, great is your faithfulness. I lift my eyes, I won't forget how great your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Amen. The songwriter put it that way. And then if you're old school, great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Hallelujah. He's a faithful God. If I can remember his faithfulness, it will give me courage to face what's coming next. Because there's always something coming next. <laughs> but he's faithful. He's rock solid. He's a rock that can't be moved. We're either in a trial, coming out of a trial, or headed into a trial. But he's faithful in, through, or out. Hallelujah. He's faithful. So I need to remind myself first thing every morning. My God is faithful. I'm walking hand in hand with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm walking hand in hand with the King of the Universe. We're on speaking terms. I can't tell you how many people say, Rev, would you talk to the man upstairs for me? Like, really? You can talk to him yourself. Okay? And he's not a man. He's God. And he sits on the throne and he wants to have a relationship with you. And if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with God Almighty, you can start one today. It's called Pray First. If you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And the relationship starts and won't end unless you end it. Okay? 
He, he's got good things for you. And so he, we're on speaking terms. Hallelujah. I talked with him this morning. He was up. He was up at 1 a.m. He was up at 2 a.m. 4 a.m. Yeah, I didn't get much sleep last night, but he was up. He's always up. He's always listening. He's always ready. He's always part of your team if you'll, if you'll link yourself to him. And he loves you so much. Every morning, his mercies, his love, his compassions are brand spanking new. So, Lord, where are we going today? And what new thing do you have for me today? Christy, would you come? And I want you just to talk for a moment. Um, we've been watching the faithfulness of God through this entire journey with Christy and, and uh, this tongue cancer. Dr. Joe told, I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but Dr. Joe told Christy, there's not a more specific spot in your body that the enemy could attack to try and shut you up. It's the place where speech happens. And it's right in, in the, uh, the area where your words are going to be formed. And so he said, because you didn't make any lifestyle choices to cause this, he said, I would say as a physician that this is an attack from the devil. But I got a feeling, in fact, I know you can't shut this woman up. Let me just tell you. Next week, I will be 57 years old. Not bad for 57, huh? The devil was really sad the day that I was born because God knew I had a, he had a plan for me. But what happens when your plan doesn't look like God's plan? My plan didn't have cancer in it. My plan didn't have a lisp for the rest of my life. My plan didn't have scars. My plan didn't have the suffering. My verse in my whole life, if anybody in my family knows me, they know my verse. It is Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. It's my life's verse. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to come up? What does that even mean? I thought I knew what it meant. And then life happens. Debbie always says, in the middle of life happening, life happens. No, it's not the way it was. What is it? Yeah, see? She knows it. <laughs> so I'm going on in life, and all of a sudden, I mean, you walk through this whole story with me. All of a sudden, I have an earache. It goes into, I have something on my tongue, and the next thing I know, I have cancer. 
And then I knew that God was going to heal me. I knew it. I lived at this altar. I knew he was going to heal me. Yet May 16th, I walked into that hospital. And my family joined me, and I kept saying, okay, Clyde, you're down to minutes now. <laughs> you're down to minutes. I'm, I'm getting on that gurney. That, that needle's going in my arm. Hey, 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 you're down to minutes. And God said, Christy, I will walk with you. Sometimes he, he takes us through things that we don't understand. And I know in this place is when there's a lot of misunderstanding. And God says today, trust in me. Trust in me. I'm all about it. Don't lean onto your understanding because you don't get it. You don't get the big picture. I remember waking, and I told you, I woke up with all the tubes coming out. I had the trach. Do you realize that this little line now for the rest of my life I didn't know what that meant when I saw it on other people, but I get it now. You know how many times, how many people come up to me and go, hey, you had a trach. I'm like, well, how did you? I mean, yeah, I sure did. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole new way to live. All of a sudden we have, okay, yeah, and let me tell you about it. So when I woke up that day and I had the trach, I had the feeding tube, which the feeding tube is from hell. Let me just tell you, yeah, I lost 25 pounds because every time Greg would come in with that stupid pole with the bag on it and come over here with the big syringe of water and want to put that, and it's full of insure. Now, today, I can't, I mean, that the, even the word insure is, like, disgusting. <laughs> but he would come in with that pole every three hours, and I would lay there on the couch and go, no! Fifteen weeks ago, my life changed. A month into it, I was suffering so bad. As I laid on the couch, I had no words, only the groans in my spirit. And if I, that day that I woke up and all these tubes, the feeding tube, the trach, my mouth wouldn't close because my tongue was so swollen. And I knew that it was bad because Greg spent the night. So I knew it was bad because he doesn't do that. <laughs> and I told the Lord to take me home. And when I look back on that night, right now, and he said, when I woke up that next day and I was still here, I was ticked. <laughs> and when he said, Christy, you will not walk this alone. I will walk with you. And the next 30 days of my life were sheer, I didn't even understand what suffering was, but I get it now. And if God would have listened to my prayer and taken me home, what I would have missed for the rest of my life, it's the most amazing thing, the prayers that we pray in the middle of our suffering, 
that God says, I see a bigger picture. You don't know what's coming your way. You're going to help me kick the enemy's territory. So I'm not taking you home right now. Get a grip, kid, woman. Get a grip and do this well. Okay. When you go through things, Greg's talking this morning about prayer first. My life is prayer first. But what, what is so huge to me now is when we, who understand who God is, when we don't pray first, but then the bottom drops out. And that's all we have. It's all we have. When, my, when Greg and I, our family's world was rocked. I can't imagine going through what we've been through for these last four months without God. I don't know how people do it. I, I, don't, I don't understand how laying there, feeling his arms come around me. One of the neatest things that happened with me was my homegrown group. They surrounded me with so much love. They provided, oh, I mean, they provided gift cards, they provided encouragement, and one of the coolest things they provided, and God is so good, they brought to me this box. And inside this box, are all of these encouraging envelopes. So the first one says, Christy, you open this one first, and it tells you, you know, these are going to be a blessing. And then every day, I opened up one of these encouraging things. This one says, he will once again fill your mouth with laughter. And your lips with shouts of joy. Job 8.21. Okay, I remember opening this one. I couldn't even talk when I opened this one. And I laughed. I said, you're funny. Because you're going to fill my mouth with laughter and I can't even talk? Look what I would have missed. So every day, I got to open up one of these. My homegrown group, God's going to bless them because of what they did. So, as I was thinking about today, this is what the Lord said to me. I can't put these back in, Greg. I'm not really good with one hand. Can you just put those back in? This is what I want to do. This is our new box. This is filled with encouragement. So I want to pass it on. Every 30 days, we're going to give it to the next person. I felt that in my spirit yesterday as I grabbed the box to bring. God said, I want you to pass it on. And so whoever I'm, and I already know who I'm giving this to. You even showed up at prayer this morning because God said, I'm so about you. I'm so about you because of your faithfulness that if you'll give it to me, I will be there for you. But this is what I want you to do, whoever I'm giving this to, and then whoever gets it after that person. 
I want you to take the envelopes, and before you open it, I want you to put your name after every one of my names on every envelope. So this envelope has Christy. It will have the next person's name underneath it, and then the, by the, the envelope will be filled with the names of the people that have gone through these. You see, homegrown, you blessed me, but you blessed the church. And that's what the church does. Amen. So this, isn't, this is God saying, I declare to you that I'm going to give you something every day of encouragement because I am all about you. And so today, I pass this on. May it bring you more than what it brought me, Miss Susie Miller. So, whoever gets it after Susie, it will be Christy, and then it will be Susie. And God will let us know who needs the box of encouragement. Let me just tell you, church, when your world is rocked, and I know there are those sitting in this place today that your world is rocked. When your world is rocked, God Almighty declares freedom and healing. And it won't come in the way that you think it's going to come. It will come in the way that God declares it done. Today, my, when I had surgery, my pain was going to preach. My pain, it preached. I mean, I, the pain preached. Today, my scars preach. They, did you know that scars have their own language? Your scars have your own, their own language. And you know what? There are some times that the scars aren't on the outside. There's scars on the inside that nobody sees, but they still have a language. And it's what we let God do with those scars that bring our destiny. Amen. Some of us carry those scars, and the enemy uses them. God declares today, let me have your scars and I will use them for my kingdom. My arm is in my mouth. You thought I had a power mouth before. Boom, 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 boom. The doctor this last week, two weeks ago, I had to go for a PET scan every three months now. That's what they do with victim, cancer victims like me. And uh, the first one is very important. Because if they didn't get it all, it will show up the first three months. And um, so I had a PET scan two weeks ago, and I went this last Wednesday for my, to declare, you know, I had to walk into the doctor's office and uh, to see what the results were of my PET scan. And let me just tell you, you know what that word trust means? I'm still trusting every day. 
I'm still walking in the trust that my Father God is who he says he is. I'm still walking in that. I walked into that doctor's office on Wednesday. I'm not going to be I'm be very I'm going to be very truthful with you. I was heavy. Because what if? Okay, God, we're going to walk this together. And when that doctor opened up the door, and I, Greg and I are sitting there, and I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trusting, I'm trusting, but I'm just like, I'm a little bit of a fidgety mess. I'm trusting, I'm trusting. And when he opened the door, guess how he came into my room? He came, walked into the door, he opened up the door, and he goes, well, there's no cancer in this room. and say, there's none of that in your life. What are you declaring today? What do you need God to say? Your marriage is going to be all right. Your job is going to be okay. You are going to get a house. Amen. Amen. What What are you declaring today? What are you declaring today? Are you declaring freedom? Are you declaring freedom? Freedom from what scars have done to you. Freedom from what the enemy has robbed you of. Yeah, we got to pray first. We got to pray first. We got great talk about getting back to normal. God help us. There's no normal. My new normal, I'm waiting for the day that it becomes my normal. I'm still eating with my finger. That'll probably, I'll be 90 years old and I'll still be moving the food over. I have a lisp. I know. Shoot fire, have a lisp. But you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I'm still going to talk. If I had to repeat myself 10 times, that's fine. I'm now Chrissy because they don't understand that my name is Chris D. I keep saying my name's Christine. They say, oh, Chrissy. You know, Christine. Oh, yeah, Chrissy. You know what? Chrissy's fine. <laughs> Just fine. <laughs> I am in battle. I am a warrior. I am a woman who continues to get up despite the enemy trying to destroy me. I declare victory before seeing it. I believe I will receive my miracle. I stand when everything around me is shaken. I trust in my God when my faith is tested. I declare to believe the impossible. I am relentless in my pursuit of victory. I boldly face my battle because I know without a doubt the Lord I serve is triumphant. I know without a doubt The Lord is victorious. I know without a doubt 
the Lord is alive and by my side. Therefore, I will not be afraid. I will not be paralyzed by the enemy. I will stand and fight and I will prevail. I am a warrior. And I don't know who that is for today, but I declare this place, come on, I declare this place, we are warriors for Jesus Christ. I don't know what battle you are battling today, but I know who wins. I know who wins. I want everybody, get out of your seat. I want everybody down here. I want everybody, get out of your seat. I want to declare this church. I want to declare this church. We are fighting. We are going to pray first. We are going to pray first. We're not leaving this building today until we pray. I know you might be first timers today. Welcome to a weird church. It's just fine. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up. Lift your hands up this morning. I declare in this church building today, I declare freedom. God, we pray first today. We pray first today. We pray first. If you've never prayed before in your life, pray right now. All you have to say is, Jesus, help me. That's all you have to say. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. We fight today. We fight. We fight to fight. Because this world, this world is crumbling. This world is crumbling like the, like the buildings they crumbled on 9-11. This world is crumbling. Jesus is coming back today. This world, to get this world to go to heaven. And I declare today that there is freedom in the house. I declare freedom in the house. I declare healing in the house. If you need a healing, raise your hands to the Lord today. God, heal you in the name of Jesus. Heal you in the name of Jesus. Heal you in the name of Jesus. Heal you. Okay. Enough ranting and raving. Ranting, no, what? Ranting and what? Raven, huh? Raven, yeah, I was right. We have a job to do, church. Let me just tell you, we have a job to do. No more games. The enemy loves to play games. No more games. We have a job to do. We have a job to do. This world is dying. Our community, they need Jesus. May we wake up in the morning and even if we just have to touch one, may we make a difference. May your prayer in the morning be, God, use me. Use me. Use me. Use me. The enemy's not going to shut me up. They think I'm kicking harder. I'm kicking harder. And we as a church, so are we. 
we're kicking harder. We're kicking harder. The enemy will not win. He will not win. He will not win. Sorry, was I longer? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Take somebody by the hand. Let's pray one for another. If you don't know Jesus today, all you got to do is cry out. Just like Christy said, say, Jesus, help me. He'll help you. He'll step in and do what only he can do. You do what you can do. You pray first. You talk to him. Confess your sin. Let him, let him heal you, cleanse you. Let him do what only he can do. Lord, we just pray one for another right now. Jesus, minister to us. Use us. Empower us by your spirit. Lord, I thank you for healing that is flowing in this place through your body. One to another. Lord, healing virtue is flowing through your body. Thank you, Lord, for healing today. Sickness can't live here. Disease can't live here. Depression can't live here. Emotional ruin can't live here. Brokenness can't live here. We declare the life of God in each and every situation. Life of God. The life of God and the power of Jesus surging through your being right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We release healing in this house today. We release deliverance in this house today. By the spirit of the living God. The awesome, almighty, living God of the universe. We place ourselves under your care. Under your authority. And we love you, Jesus. Now lift your hands and just be, begin to declare, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You're a faithful God. There is a season for joy and weeping. Our God is faithful. His arms are open. I will come running. Now and always our God is faithful. There is a season for joy and weeping. In everything our God is faithful. His arms are open. I will come
And let, let me just say, if the doctor had come in and said, you still have cancer, it wouldn't change God's faithfulness. He'd walk with us. He'd walk through them. Just like he did the, the three Hebrew children who walked through the fire. And Nebuchadnezzar's, Nebi said, hey, there's four people in there. I only threw three in. So that fourth one looks like the son of the living God. Come on. I don't know what you're going through, but God is still faithful. Pray first. Get the word in you. You're going to find yourself stronger than you've ever been before. He's going to give you what you need. Bless us now, Lord, as we walk from this place. Thank you. That you are faithful, God. Your mercies are new every single morning. Great is your faithfulness. We love you. Now use us, Lord. Use our scars this week to minister to somebody else, to touch somebody else where their scars are still healing. In Jesus' mighty name.